Hello, folks. Welcome once again to another edition of Volunteer Spotlight. Who's behind that voice? This is the program where we get to know the voices of Radio Talking Book just a little bit better. With us in the studio today is the legendary Deb 80. Deb, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Deb, you can hear her every Tuesday morning reading the live Lincoln Journal Star in the Omaha World Herald. And you can also hear her every Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. reading poetry. So, Deb, the first question we always kick off with, tell us about yourself, about your background, and what brought you to Omaha. Well, I was born in Omaha and grew up here. I went to the Omaha Public Schools, Central High School. Then I left the state, went to college in Iowa. Then I went to college in North Carolina. I got married, and we stayed in North Carolina for quite a while. Then we moved back to Iowa. And finally, I came back to Omaha when my children were just quite young. So you're a native of Omaha. True. So tell me, where'd you go to school? Which What kind of schools do you want to talk about? Well, I went to Central High School in Omaha. Go Eagles. I went to Simpson College in Indianola, Iowa. And then my master's degree is from Duke University in North Carolina. Wow. What is your master's in? English. Is that why you like poetry so much? Is probably, because you're, that's you're probably English it. major? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so when you were doing school, what was your career goal? I wanted to be a teacher. Of course, I'm so old that when women were entering the workforce, they had sort of a limited range of things that they could be teachers or nurses or secretaries, you know. And you wanted to be a teacher of those options. My father was a teacher and a school principal, so I kind of ran in the family. So tell me about your family, about your family growing up. Well, I had two parents. All Didn't the whole we time. All? Well, some people don't. <laughs> well, technically we have technically, two parents, yes, but they're not always involved. They were in my so. life, and I also have a younger brother. And the, there were just the four of us. Then eventually, uh, a grandmother came to live with us. So we had a three-generation family for a while. So you graduated college, and you're here in Omaha. So what did you do after you graduated? Well, I was a minister's wife for a while, and that's a full-time job. But not none get paid at all. <laughs> it kept me pretty busy. A full-time job without pay. Yes. And eventually, I got a teaching job in, in uh, North Carolina for a while, uh, a short while, not even a whole year, because about the time I started teaching, I also got pregnant with twins. And so after a while, the doctor said, this is enough of that. You have to go lie down for a while. So <laughs> I didn't even finish out the year. Then And then I brought up the children for a while, and then eventually I began to teach at night at a community college, uh, and that was interesting for a while. I did that. Then we moved. Uh, my husband was a Methodist minister. They move at least every four years, if not more often, so I kept moving uh, in several states, North Carolina and Iowa. What was your favorite place that you lived? Oh, golly. I liked something about every place that I lived. There, it's. I eventually got to missing Nebraska because North Carolina is a beautiful state. And we lived, for a while, we lived fairly in the middle. So we could get to the beach for a little vacation or we could get to the mountains. And it was green and didn't get very cold. Uh, they had winter, but, you know, if, it, if they thought about snowing, they called off school. So... Uh, but I got, I began to feel oppressed by the vegetation. I like living here where I can look out and see 50 miles. I can see the horizon in any direction. I really like it. So then, after we had children, we decided we should go someplace a little closer to some family. And so we 
moved to Iowa, which is pretty close to Nebraska, of course, but right up. <laughs> and we moved in several, we lived in several different towns in Iowa. Where'd you live in Iowa? Well, we started out in Newell, which is by Storm Lake. That's where my daughter was born, Storm Lake. And then we moved to Des Moines. And then we moved to Davenport over on the Mississippi River. Wow, so you really have been all over. Oh, so yeah. what did you like about Iowa? We don't generally like to praise Iowa on this show, but we do have listeners over there. So <laughs> I try to be conciliatory toward one, our neighbors to the east. One so. of the, well, Iowa is full of friendly people, and it's full <clears> of interesting <throat> towns. It didn't matter where we were living. There was always something. There was a, a little town or a bigger town or, of course, Des Moines. Davenport is a big town uh, where we could – there were interesting things to do. I learned uh, – more about center pivots than I used to know, even though I grew up in Nebraska. I grew up in Omaha, so I kind of didn't know about center pivots. And I and I, we went to the the fair. Iowa State Fair is a tremendous undertaking, even bigger than Nebraska Fair. The butter cow and everything, you know, that was fun. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on in Iowa. Can you pick a favorite place of all time that you lived? Well, I live now in the home where I grew up, and so it, it feels extra like home to me. And so I love being here. I, I, many of the neighbors are, are people who were children when I was a child in that neighborhood, and we all came back, and we live around there. And it's pretty close to Fontenelle Forest, so it's beautiful. I like to watch birds, so we, we, that's easy to do when you live by Fontenelle Forest. Uh, it's a, and Omaha's a wonderful place to live. There are so many good things happening here I mean, there's, there will be again, the art museum will be open again, and there's the Durham, and there's Coneco, and a lot of good things culturally. There's a lot of sports. I'm not particularly a sports fan. Anyone who listens to me read the sports names will know that I <laughs> don't follow sports very much. Well, not all of us. You know, I grew up, of course, in Husker culture. I'm a native Nebraskan as well, and I wasn't thrilled with the Huskers. It was after Brooke Behringer died that I started to cheer for him more. Yeah. So I don't, I don't judge you at all. <laughs> Thank you. So I was, you kind of stole my thunder for the next question, which was uh, things you love about Omaha. Um, besides the view, um, you talked about the art museums and, and the culture. What is your favorite thing to do here in Omaha, would you say? Well, I, I'm a, I'm going to say a member. I, I buy season tickets at the Community Playhouse and also at uh, the Blue Barn. I love theater, and that's partly because my daughter is an actor, and I, so I got interested in theater partly because, I mean, I took drama in high school, and so I thought I'd be an actor too, but I, not so much. But uh, I got involved a little bit more at the Playhouse when she was appearing there, and so I enjoy the theater very much here. Well, tell me about You mentioned your daughter. Tell me about your kids. Ah, I have three biological children and some step two step stepchildren. My people ask me about how old are the kids, and I say, "Well, Kevin's going to be fifty, and the three boys are going to be forty-eight, and my daughter is forty-three. <laughs> so three is a lot of boys to have all at the same age. But my sons are twins, and then my stepson is was born in the same month, just a couple of weeks apart. So they're all grown-ups, you know." Um, my, my son, Seth, works for a country singer, a very popular country singer, Cody Jinks. He, my son does sound for really? Front of House Sound. And my son, Nels, is a, makes web pages that serve government entities like, like you know, what, what's a healthful snack to serve. He makes sure that the web page works the way it's supposed to. If you click, does it go where it's supposed to do? So Cheez he's it. a designer. 
And then my daughter is an actor, and also she operates, she's a manager of the Pets Ride at Universal Studios, and she manages a 22-unit apartment building in Los Angeles. Okay, hold on. You said she's something about pets? Did I understand there's a, you? There's a, it's not the newest ride anymore. She opened the Pets Ride, Pets Off the Leash, I think. And it's, it's a ride for children. And their parents, their children go. go so on you the have ride by one themselves. kid that works for a country music singer, and another kid that works at Universal Theme Park in L.A., and a gentleman, a kid who's a web designer. Your your kids have been very successful. Yes, they have. You must feel very proud. I do. And oh, do you have grandkids? I, I can't forget to mention <laughs> those. We we've actually been around for the birth of some of your grandkids. Uh, you've right. requested subs to go out and be with them. <laughs> That's Tell right. me about your grandkids. I have ten grandchildren. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Some of them are step-grandchildren. My son married a woman who had children, so there are two stepchildren there, and then they have two children that are my grandchildren. Miles is my oldest natural grandchild. He's 21. He works currently as a guitar work uh, a repair person. He's an apprentice guitar person. He's a musician like his father, but um, I forgot to tell you that Nelson also plays in, in like three different bands there in Tennessee where they live. But anyway, Miles is, is working to to create guitars. Zoe is an artist. She's uh, would have been a freshman in college. She dropped out of college. Very sad, but we'll hope that she goes back or at least works in art because she's very talented. And then Emma, uh, Seth's girl, is a sophomore in college. She wants to be a kindergarten teacher, and her sister Alexa is a genius at math. She's in high school. How many have I named? And then my baby. I lost count. The baby, <laughs> the baby Emerson uh, is uh, about 18 months old, 17 or 18 months old, and brilliant, of course, and beautiful the way all grandchildren of mine are. You know, of how course. grandmothers are. Of course. <laughs> well, Deb, when you're not being a, a mother or a wife or a grandmother, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? You've kind of addressed this already, but what haven't we touched on? When you're not going to the theater. Well, I read a lot. I'm in two book groups, and uh, one of them is detective fiction. That's my favorite thing. In really? A and then I have to ask you because I love detective fiction. Who's your favorite author? You know, I don't know. I grew up reading Agatha Christie and and uh, Rex Stout, Nero Wolf books, and but since then I've been introduced. Now that I'm in this book group, I've been introduced to lots of others. I like cozy mysteries more than the brutal, bloody kind. You know, somebody always dies in a mystery. But uh, and just now, my book group is reading uh, something by Jean-Luc Banalek uh, with a detective whose name I already can't remember. I've only read the first couple of chapters, but it's set in France. And so we've, that's pretty interesting to me. So when you say cozy mystery, that's small town, like well, small town, kind of a softer. Most of Miss Marple, and, and in fact, all of Christie's are cozy. There's a death, but you don't get to see any blood. And it's just like the old Greek plays where the death happens off screen, off the set. You know, you don't see the dying. And then somebody figures out who, who did it, you know. And so I don't, I don't like much violence. In, so you're not the John Sanford type. No. The Michael Connolly. <laughs> No. The blood and thunder kind of stuff. <laughs> that's right. That's that's the stuff I read. No, not at all. And also I knit for fun. Really? What are you knitting right now? Well, I'm finishing up a head warmer. It's very small, but it's, it's very fine yarn, so it's taken me. And it's made partly of buffalo fur. I don't know what you call buffalo hair. And, it's a great and time to do it. Yes. Great time to knit uh, That's right. Warmer. And I made a hat for Emerson. They were going to a cold place. She, Los Angeles doesn't need a hat, but they were going to travel, and so... I made her a knitted warm hat, 
but she doesn't like to wear a hat, and so when they, my daughter said, we're going to take a walk, it's chilly, you better have your hat, she carried her hat with her on the walk, but she did not put it on her head. Well, as long as she's got it. Well. <laughs> so, Deb, what brought you to Radio Talking Book? Well, I, I worked with a woman whose mother volunteered here a great deal. In fact, one of the recording studios is named for her. And I, so I knew about it from, from Jan Fisher. And also when Jane was uh, younger, she volunteered here just a few times uh, and found out what it was like. So I, I decided that reading is something I can do, and I would really miss it if I couldn't. And so I thought, well, now that I, when I retired from teaching, I thought I can give some time to this because I think it's an important service. I would hate not to be able to read. And so I know there are people who can't now because of various whatever's happened to their eyes or who couldn't from the beginning uh, being born blind. So I thought, well, I can, that's something I can do. How long have you been here? I can't remember that. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Almost every volunteer always says the same thing. I'm not really sure. Uh, it's been so long. I, I don't know. Um, I was here when the volunteer coordinator was before. Somebody just asked me. Now I've forgotten everyone's name. I had a little stroke a while ago, and names have slipped my mind completely. But I'm going to say I might have been 10 years or so. I really don't know. W was Paul here when you were here? Yes. Okay. So it was sometime in the last probably 15 years yes. that you got here. Yes. Well, Deb, as usual, time always flies when we're having fun, and it's been a blast getting to know you better. Let me ask you our final question that we always wrap up with. If there is one message you could give the listeners of Radio Talking Book, what would it be? I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, keep listening. We provide a, a wide variety of interesting programs. Something will be certain to be right for you. And, of course, you can hear Deb again every Tuesday morning reading the Lincoln Journal star in the Omaha World Herald. And we better give a shout-out to poetry, Deb, every Sunday afternoon from 4 to 4.30. Who is your favorite poet? Oh, gosh, Robert Frost. Good call. I love Robert Frost. Well, Deb, thank you so much for all you do for Radio Talking Book. It's a pleasure getting to work with you. And thanks for giving us your time today for this interview. You're welcome. It's not been as terrifying as I thought it I, would be. I knew it wouldn't be. We're all harmless here. We're <laughs> toothless bears. Friends, this has been Volunteer Spotlight. Who's behind that voice? This is your host, Ryan O. Thanks so much for listening today. And please stay tuned for our next program.